You have reached the voicemail box of Game Thing Season 5 Code. You have 19 new messages. Tuesday, the 16th of May at 3:30 p.m. David Walensky, it's me, your boss, Pippin Bar, uh, here to tell you that I have assigned you the next game and placed it in your inbox. It is Human Resource Machine uh, by Tomorrow Corporation, um, and it's from 2015. Same people who brought us World of Goo, who I remember fondly. It's got a kind of lightheartedness that I appreciated uh, there, and I think that lightheartedness, it appears to be being applied to programming, which is an interesting trick. I'm, I'm very curious as to whether they can pull that off, uh, programming being famously hair pulley. Um, watching the trailer, it looks, it looks friendly. It's got kind of old-timey, rinky-dink piano music uh, playing, sort of suggestive of, I don't know, slapstick comedy. Uh, you know, Harold Lloyd and Charlie Chaplin falling over sort of stuff. Uh, and the premise is, you know, going by their little mini description on, on Steam, quote, program little office workers to solve puzzles. Be a good employee. The machines are coming for your job, uh, end quote. So it's about programming in an office environment, but lightheartedly. And the trailer assures us, quote, you'll be taught everything you need to know, end quote, no RTFM for this game. Uh, and also that we will be using quote simple programming end quote. So let's see how <laughs> let's see how that comes across. You'll be our resident expert uh, on whether it feels simple or not. And looking at the trailer as well, it's a visual programming language, um, which I don't know contemporary game making software like uh, Construct and Stencil use. So you're sort of plugging bits and pieces together rather than writing lines of code. I mean, you know, not totally unlike Carnage Heart, hopefully a little more user-friendly than, than that was. Uh, but also going all the way back to a language called Smalltalk, which I think, I don't know if it invented or just popularized this idea that you could represent programming uh, more visually and that that might be more intuitive for people learning how to do it. And the game is very concerned about that, you know, those worries. Uh, quote, don't worry if you've never programmed before. Programming is just puzzle solving. If you strip away the ones and zeros and scary squiggly brackets, programming is actually really simple, logical, beautiful, and something that anyone can understand and have fun with. Exclamation mark, end quote. You know, I, I can go along with that. Let's see Let's see how it feels to you. I'll end on a Steam review from S-T-A-R-S Leon S-K, who says, quote, If you want a challenge to see if you still be a person that never gives up, then do it. This game hasn't even a genre, but who loves bureaucracy? Only achievement hunters, masochists, and trading card collectors. Are you one of those, David? Let's go. Tuesday, the 16th of May, at 6.19pm. Human resource machine. Well, humans I like. Resources are good. And machines I love. So let's see how all these three great tastes taste together. Actually, I think we're at a moment in time. All three of those things are pretty up for debate how palatable and lovable they are. Uh, I'll check it out. I just wanted to dial in, check messages. I'll have to 
get back, sit still, take a look before I weigh in. Till then, proceed if you're itchy and beat me to the punch. Otherwise, you can't fire me because I quit. I'll be back as an independent contractor looking out for the W-9. Goodbye. Tuesday, the 16th of May at 6.54 p.m. Hey, Pippin, it's David. I'm back. And circling back, not sure how I can how I can top Leon S. Kennedy's insights here you read. Not sure how we find time to play games. But in the context of the moment we're in now, with the rise of AI, the rise of these LLMs, threat of automation, yeah, I think with this game that's going to be and should be part of our conversation. It's part of code here, but all that likely should come into more, more into focus if we were looking at the labor aspect of it. I suspect, based on what I've seen, this is going to be another one of those, oh boy, Looks like we made you do bad things and you had no choice and now we will chastise you type things. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I'm, 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 I'm more concerned and curious about going in the mechanics of how we're going to be invited to code and make contributions to systems and, as always, for me, uh, opportunities to do things maybe we were not intended to do but they made affordances for. Uh, I'm seeing this as in a, uh, quote, assembly programming game and a, quote, puzzle game for nerds. One of those I really understand more than the other, what it means. The other I'm sure I'll understand once I join the rank and file of HERM. Let's call it HERM going forward. Uh, but, you know, I want to flip it back on you. Question, is there anything about programming that scares you? I think we've established, yes, I'm a novice. Uh, I said that coming in, but uh, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Fears, that is. Cheers! Wednesday, the 17th of May, at 11.05 a.m. Hey, David. Hmm, I might call it human resource machine, uh, if you don't mind. And I'll get to my fears about the AI apocalypse in another message, I think. Um worth going over. It's probably important. Um, yeah, so I've been playing the game for a couple of hours. I've finished around 17 of the game's 40 puzzles, so I'm a fair way in. Uh, I'd really like to finish it if I can. It could be the first game I finish uh, for game thing. And one thing that strikes me is how much it's kind of like Comet 64, um, in the sense that at heart, at least so far, it's it's about transforming inputs into outputs. So you get numbers and letters come in, and you send numbers and maybe and letters out, and that's it. And you process them in the middle there. Um, and that's all. You know, that's what a lot of programming is is fundamentally about, uh, especially the lower down you go. And I think you know, speaking of which, I think you know there are ways in which even though Comet sixty four was kind of brutal because it was assembly language in particular, a low-level language. It, um, in, in many ways, I think that human resource machine is is representing an, an assembly language as well um, for various reasons we can, we can maybe get into later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the key thing here in human resource machine is probably this, this idea, I like the word you use, the invitation uh, to get into it rather than the blank, scary face of horror <laughs> that Comet 64 maybe uh, presented us with. So it's couched in terms of physical metaphors, 
we have a little person who represents us in the world of the game standing in an office and there's a conveyor belt coming in that brings in numbers and letters and there's a conveyor belt going out and our little person's job is to go get the in ones, do stuff to them and then put them appropriately on the out uh, belt, rinse and repeat. Um, so that's already kind of a little bit more of a familiar looking situation, maybe that makes it more inviting. And then to actually do it, we also have a physical metaphor, I know you love metaphors, uh, which is that we're using a visual programming language, which means dragging little tiles into a sequence to tell the little person what to do. So for instance, there's a tile uh, called inbox, and that would tell the person, walk over to the conveyor belt on the left and pick up the first item on it. And then there's one called outbox that tells the person, Take the one that you're holding and put it on the out conveyor belt. And so a very early uh, puzzle, um, which again, very much mirrors uh, something like Comet 64, uh, could be something like for every two inputs, add them together and send out the result. And just to profile that, so we've got kind of a, a reference point if we want to talk about how some of this stuff looks and works. Um, to do that, you tell the little person, go get the first number. That's the inbox instruction. Then you can tell the person to put it in, put that number on a special uh, numbered area on the floor. You can put it in slot zero by saying copy to zero. So they walk over and put it down there. Then you tell them to go get the second number, inbox again. Then you can add the number on the floor to the number they're holding with add and then the number of the, the place it's sitting in, zero. This is already sounding insanely complicated. <laughs> um, and then having added the two together, uh, you tell them to put it on the out conveyor belt with outbox, and finally you want to want them to keep doing that until all the numbers are processed. So you can then use a little jump command, which you put at the bottom of your program, and you can draw an arrow from there back up to the top so that it loops around and and, uh, and keeps going. So you know it's easy when you know how. Um, are you finding it inviting now that you're playing? Wednesday, the seventeenth of May at. 11.41 a.m. Wednesday, the 17th of May, at 1.54 p.m. Hey, Pippins, David. Calling you back. Human resource machine. It's all about logic, 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 logic. Does the first thing, set up the second thing, set up the third thing. Where are you making leaps in logic? Um, feeling very at home with this. The little bit I have played. Uh, I played about a half hour last night. Uh, getting through the first six puzzles, and then one additional optional one, and then another one this morning. So a total of eight so far for about 30, 35 minutes in. So... Probably other good things to mention is curious to hear what you feel changes about the nature of coding here because we're coding by dragging and dropping. My first thought is that I guess it makes things feel less permanent because you can always just, you know, click, move it somewhere else. You don't have to type anything. Um, outside of that... Other things worth spotlighting are, I mean, I said invite in the sense of 
the types of systems less than the presentation, although the, the game is very charming, upbeat. It's doing everything it can to subconsciously <laughs> prevent a freak out of like, oh my god, you're doing code. Um, but there's just a good deal of friendliness here. Uh, each puzzle, uh, which it should be said, represents a year of your career. Uh, I'm now in a decade of a career in 30 minutes. Boy, how the, how the years go by. Um, but the, the, the manager, the direct manager who's telling you what to do, um, you can just chit chat with them. There's a couple of different text prompts. So it's not all work, even though it is all work. Um, what I really appreciated is they have this thing of, you can ask them, show me an example, question mark, which helps a bit. Like it changes, like it says, if the variables coming in are this, then the variables going out should look like that. And that changes, like you can ask for a couple of examples and it's not always the same thing, but it helps you study a bit, which I feel like I do not remember Comet 64 ever doing. Um, other than that, just some of the dialogue is amusing. I assume it's computer computing codes that go over my head, like one one guy says to you, first thing, second, second things first, ugh, things happening in and out of order is a constant source of anxiety in my life. Did we already talk about this? Maybe we already did, or maybe we will a long time from now. It's all the same to me, uh, which made me chuckle, but I was like, I don't know why I'm laughing, but I think this is about computers. Um, but let's go back to the question I asked, which is you didn't tell me, you know, what scares you about coding? Is there anything in human resource machine that rhymes with those fears, or is this pretty much just a knock them out, knock them out, knock them out one after another uh, fair for you? All right, bye. Wednesday, the 17th of May, at 10.21 p.m. Hey, David. Uh, three and a half hours in, and four puzzles to go in the main quest line story, and then a few more advanced puzzles that I haven't uh, gotten to, including a Fibonacci sequence one that uh, almost destroyed my mind. I had to back away. And... Funnily enough, I've never even tried talking to the office managers until you brought that up. I um, indeed very much wham-bam, thank you office manager about these things, just go and do the puzzle and move on. Um, to a fault, I think. I'm probably not enjoying the game um, in some of the ways that they intended because I just jump into the puzzles right away. Um, which is partly my answer, I guess, to what scares me about programming. You know, one answer is just nothing really. I mean, it's just... It's just a way of talking to computers. Um, I'm, you know, nothing's neutral, but it's a language, um, and you can do all kinds of things with it. It doesn't inherently scare me. Um, things you can do with it scare me. Um, but then also, I think, you know, at a different level, my emotional relationship to programming, you know, does involve fear. I think particularly there's fears um, that are kind of based on the. I don't know, alpha nerd version of programming um, where it's all about being the best, being really good at programming. If you can't solve a problem, you suck, <laughs> my brain tells me. And, you know, the game kind of exacerbates that because it is judging us on how good our programs are. It's not comparing us to other people, but it is suggesting to us, like, you know, your solution wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, and then beyond that, I think there's the sort of the larger existential hell of, you know, what if I can't even solve this one? What if my programming 
um, is not up to snuff. And, you know, as somebody with a computer science degree who programs more or less daily, that, um, yeah, that makes me afraid, I guess. I mean, you're probably off the hook because you don't know how to program in the first place, so you're probably just having a wonderful time, <laughs> I bet. I hope you are. But, yeah, for me, sometimes the game reminds me of that feeling of kind of mired in... 20 open browser tabs of APIs and Stack Exchange discussions, Git repositories, um, prayers to the gods of programming to help me solve a problem, um, and the under, you know, the underlying concern of like maybe I'm just past it. I can't do this anymore. Um, maybe the best example of all of this, uh, and particularly that sense of being judged, kind of the role reversal, right, of being judged by the machine. Um, and found wanting. I spent so long thinking about that Fibonacci puzzle that my computer went to sleep. How are you doing? Thursday, the 18th of May, at 10.14am. Hey Pippins, David. Thursday morning, message time, and uh, somewhat bummed to hear... <laughs> Your ambivalent mix contrast of uh, victorious defeat, maybe that's a little how you're feeling, and um, burning through the game so quickly because you got the skills with the Z, you just sort of accelerate the runway where you catch up to yourself. I always forget the name of it, you know, it's the principle where you... You, you rise to the level of your incompetence, but you're sort of doing the speed run of that, whereas, uh, you know, another computer uh, thing that comes to mind is, like, you know, people who type with all ten fingers and people who are hunters and peckers. Um, although they say the latter is bad for your back, but, you know, I'm I'm naturally all ten digits, baby. Uh, whatever, not really asking if there's some sort of personality test in how you type, but... Uh, I'm not finding it to be as crushing, even though probably, comparably, I'm hitting that wall sooner than you. Maybe it's because, like, if I have fun playing a game, it's a bonus. I think I'm always just sort of poking at games, like, wondering what's going on there, and just, you know, the code, like I said, is a bit like magic. It's just incredible to me that anything runs. I couldn't begin to guess how it hangs together. Um... Which, of course, Human Resource Machine forces you to do. I'm um, about an hour in, and I think uh, my uh, progress was inflated because I went off and did a bunch of the optional puzzles before continuing down the main path. So somehow I hit 10 years into my career despite only doing about <laughs> eight puzzles, whatever the total was yesterday. Who, 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 who? I can't do that kind of advanced math this early. Are you kidding? Um, but playing as far as I have played, uh, I just sort of wish there was a way to build the solutions as you go, because as I think we've established your method to problem solving is, can you work it out before you put pen to paper, as it were, whereas I like to go and build step by step, which is probably a very writerly thing, um, but Human Resource Machine does not want you to do that. It yells at you. If you run a solution that you know is incomplete because the machine doesn't know that you know it, and so it'll actually, it actually prevents me from doing what I want to 
do, which is probably more of a game design thing than a programming thing, but it's a programming thing in this game about programming. So, boy, hope you're ready for, for uh, <laughs> a headache on top of your other uh, pain and suffering. You can bill me. Um, but it sort of, it deters you from, you know, rapidly prototyping because you have to hit a prompt with the person, you know, a text prompt where it's, it's chewing you out. And I wonder, you know, if you could talk a bit about like what the process is for you figuring out a more robust or more efficient solution. I did one puzzle this morning, um, that was asking me, put every number from the inbox that's not zero to the outbox, which uh, was a pretty straightforward solution with the jump if zero looping parameter. But when I got to the inverse, the next puzzle that's like, all right, now we're going to ask you to do the opposite, only output the zeros. I built a 17-line solution knowing it'd be good enough for government work, but not the best one. And indeed, I got a <laughs> glorious failure achievement for this. Uh, and the game rubbed it in my face of, uh, it said, aha, your solution works with the specific outputs, but it fails on the possible inputs. Yes, here, I'll give some inputs that cause your solution to fail so you can see for yourself. Um, which is like an inherent smugness, I find, can pop up uh, among coders, which is like the attitude and willingness to just explicitly say, I'm smarter than you, I know better than you, I'm going to prove it to you, but I'm not going to explain it so you can understand. Uh, then I just, like yourself, the machine didn't go to sleep, but I stared at my solution. I was like, I know there's a better way, but I knew there was a better way going in. Doesn't it understand my process? Um, so I'm curious to hear a bit about your problem-solving uh uh, process, you know, how you build step by step what's going on in your mind. Uh, here's a little trick from me. What I do is um... Friday, the 19th of May at 12.05 p.m. Hi, Neo. Are you seeing the Matrix yet? Do you know Kung Fu? Your point about the kind of, I guess, disappointment that the game will instantly stop and fail if you do something that it didn't expect is a really good one, I think, because it does rob you of the opportunity, as I think you were saying, of kind of seeing how your program is wrong. Uh, obviously, it's fine if you hit some kind of um, equivalent of a syntax error where you try and add an empty space to a number or something. Um, but there are times when you write a program that can convert... Uh, the inbox to the outbox incorrectly, and I think sometimes it would be helpful to see it go all the way through its run so that you so that you get in touch with <laughs> what the program as a person is kind of up to uh, rather than just being informed that it is not the right thing uh, ha 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 in your face um, and then as to how I'm approaching the puzzle, I've been I've been trying to give it a lot of thought as I've played, and the not too exciting answer I think is that it's very intuitive a lot of the time. Um, there are exceptions, you know. I mentioned the Fibonacci puzzle. I still haven't uh, gone back to that to solve it, but there are certainly puzzles in the game that I can't just solve uh, by looking at them. Uh, they require deeper thought and therefore much more conscious thought. Um, 
But it feels very much to me like, I don't know, just like writing, like writing prose feels, which is to say that you think things and you write them down kind of at the same time. Um, and if I try and interrogate that, certainly I'm thinking in terms of, I guess, just like larger concepts than the individual command. So I'm not really ever thinking about, well, I need a counter to go up by one. Um, I might think in terms of, I need to go through this list of letters on the floor and check another letter against all of them. And that implies a whole bunch of commands working together. Um, but those, that sort of that set of commands that you would need to do that are the thing that comes intuitively to my fingers or, you know, to my mouse clicking in this particular game. Uh, putting those commands together to express that idea um, is somewhere deeper inside me than, than conscious thought. Um, so, yeah, I think one of the things about this game is making me notice how much programming feels like writing. Like, it feels like a natural language, even though it's a natural language that you know, tells me when I said something wrong instantly. Uh, it just still feels quite, um, quite natural. And I think the game's representation is really interesting and helpful, too, in the way that it makes everything very concrete and reified, like all of the ideas from programming are laid out visually and as objects, and that is actually quite a lot like how it feels in my head. Sunday, the 21st of May, at 5.21pm. That is fair. If I had to unpack writing, or editing for that matter, how either works in my head, It'd be hard. I can tell good writing from bad. I can see what makes one category slip into the other. Uh, but it also sounds like you have more of a mental picture of your skill set than I do of mine. Not that you can't write, but you know what I mean. Um, because for sure, you know, I look at this game, see a little guy throwing numbers all over the floor, and I don't think, hey, that's me. That's what I do. Um, I can't. I mean, I know a few basic key mechanics I stick with and when to break them. Um, I mean, I can be very dull, I suspect, but I could show my cards, as it were. It just means that, like, in the way we've gone along with these games since we started on this, um, I recognize certain p patterns of thought or certain things that are going on after some time where I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is like that programming thing. But I couldn't really articulate it to you. I don't know. Um, disappointment may be too strong a word. Maybe it's the word I used. To me, it's more about how Herm uh, builds up friction to building up the intuition you're talking about. Uh, I think the game treats you a little bit like the weather person um, when they're wrong. It's just very <laughs> bitterly, passive-aggressively grumpy, letting you know uh, what you predicted is not what really played out. Um, but at this point, I have to imagine you must have completed the game. I don't know if HRM... You know, did it give you a gold watch in your retirement um, when you completed it or however far you are now? Did you have any revelations on programming, anything at all? I mean, what news from the front? I'm on year 15, but 
Bye. Monday, the 22nd of May, at 1.34 p.m. Hey, David. Uh, hello from National Patriots Day uh, here in Quebec, a national holiday celebrated only in Quebec. Uh, if you catch my drift, um, I don't know if you do or not. Depends on how much you know about separatism and Quebec's relationship to the rest of Canada. And I've been playing a bit more Human Resource Machine. And I think I've got about two or three puzzles that I haven't solved at all. Uh, and then a whole bunch that I haven't hit one or the other of the um, size and speed goals. I thought I was going to be able to, whatever, platinum this game. But I don't think that that's looking as likely as uh, as I'd imagined. There's a, a puzzle pretty deep on in the advanced section uh, that requires figuring out prime factors, which I, I can kind of see how to do it, but there's an interesting moment, I think, with the graphical programming language where things just feel like they become so fiddly in that representation uh, and where I can imagine solving the problem more efficiently or just more easily uh, if I was writing it out in text just because of the syntax. Um, you know, the syntax of those jumps bobbling around all over the place is just freakier than um, contemporary programming languages, conditional structures, for example. Um, again, you know, the game is uh, mostly focused on being like assembly language, so it's okay, it's, it's fair, it's just, it does get pretty naughty trying to interpret what you're looking at at a certain point, I think. I don't know if you're having that experience um, where you're at. Um, and yeah, uh, I do have a very strong sense, uh, again, hard to unpack, but I do have this strong kind of concrete feeling when I'm programming of knowing how the time is moving, like knowing where the computer that I'm kind of simulating in my head would be in the instructions and how it would respond to specific lines of code, how that would change various data structures around the way. Uh, it does feel like a, like a concrete little world to me. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've actually wanted, ended up wanting to return to is your kind of AI apocalypse uh, question, you know, do we have fears about programming that the game unpacks? And I think one of the things that maybe it does unpack as you make it all the way through the game is that sense of tiny little operations, um, you know, adding one, subtracting one, jumping, adding up to pretty complex behaviors. Um, you know, the final puzzle of the game is a sorting algorithm, uh, that is able to sort numbers uh, from smallest to largest just using these elementary little bits and bobs of code. And, you know, it's hard not to think if tiny instructions can do that, um, you know, what can't they do? It's a bit like a brain, obviously. Um, neurons, synapses, apocalypses. And please do, show your cards. I'd love to you to show your working, David. Go ahead. The blackboard is yours. Monday the 22nd of May, at 2.42 p.m. Monday, the 22nd of May, at 3.34 p.m. Time to call Pippin, leave my thoughts about a game on the voicemail. Pippin. I'm about year 20 now into Human Resource Machine, and uh, 
You had dinged me on making too many metaphors. Maybe you were just jealous of my metaphor abilities. Um, too many metaphors. That might be a strong alternate title for our podcast instead of game thing. Uh, or I was thinking off of this game. Maybe maybe we could form a band called Robust Solutions. We'll put all this in the maybe pile. Anyway, down to business. I'm choosing to be optimistic about all this AI stuff. Just like I knew sooner or later a Matrix reference would work its way into this season. I knew we would touch on this, but... Looking at human resource machine, it looks like the most harmless tip of this particular teeth-gnashing iceberg. Um, I read an op-ed over the weekend that basically says um, anthropomorphism is a powerful tool. It leads us to imagine a little person making decisions inside of complex systems like artificial intelligence. You know, a little guy, much like the one we control or boss around in uh, HRM, but the author goes on to say that the truth is that neither AI nor humans have such inner agents, but the emergence of AI exposes this illusion uh, rather than introducing a new kind of magic. And uh, there's a bunch of, we could go into like the spiritual tip too, there's a lot of stuff I've read that's just saying like kind of the same thing. Um, But to focus on the task at hand, either way, human resource machine is about all the complexity that can be built from seemingly simple moves, commands, which I guess also ties in with my work, such that it is uh, one neat trick to be a strong writer and editor. This only applies to flow between paragraphs and building arguments, and it comes, I'll give credit where credit is due, this comes directly from... Uh, the South Park guys who gave like a talk on storytelling and they were explaining about the beats of an outline and if the words and then connect everything between what happens in a story, uh, you are fucked, as they say. I can't believe those guys would cuss. Um, but they're basically saying, you know, everything in any written piece needs to have cause and effect. And the the way they read outlines is they check to see whether there's a and therefore or but between each story beat and it works uh it works in everything i've found it it really helps with editing um and it helps with clarifying outlining and writing but uh as far as hrm goes i'm getting strong notes of comet 64 here video games workbook which is not something i feel like i've really run into outside of the season say since the witness Mainly, I'm just observing this brain-pleasing feeling where I slowly parallel park into, oh, this needs to have a jump command, and it should be a loop. Speaking of loops, your turn. Tuesday, the 23rd of May, at 11.57 a.m. Hey, David. It's me, Pippin, with a message just for you and only you. Do not put me on speaker. Okay? Give you a second to turn it off. I know you do that. Your and then thing um, really strikes a, a chord, I think. You know, the idea that that beats in a script have to be connected, not just, you know, in order. That really that really connects with code, I think. And I think that code maybe makes that very explicit in its its nature. It's I think more transparent. Uh, when you have a sequence of lines of code that are not relating well, uh, maybe the most obvious example is you know you could 
set a variable like, like x to 3 and then set it to 10 immediately after, but it's very, very clear on the page that setting it to 3 was therefore a waste of time because you've kind of undone that work to do something else. And it makes me wonder actually whether you know, the world of writing could learn or draw from the world of programming in that sense of you know, structure and paying attention to the idea that every single word and sentence and paragraph you write is meant to be doing something. It's meant to achieve, achieve a purpose. It's meant to be a command to the, the operating system of the reader's head. Uh, or something like that. Um, and yeah, in connection, I guess, with that idea, um, I'm going back and doing the, the kind of extra challenges that the game offers, where you're meant to write programs that take the fewest steps uh, to execute, and also programs that have the fewest commands in them. And those are, as, as the game points out, potentially opposed ideas uh, in programming. Uh, it can be the case that in reducing your program down to a smaller number of commands, you actually make it take more steps to execute, which sort of seems like it doesn't make sense, uh, but it is just sort of the cost um, in some ways of that added structure that you can add on, on top of a, a basic program. So for instance, like just spelling out inbox, outbox, 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 <laughs> etc. to handle all of the inbox items and put them in the outbox is actually faster than doing a loop um, because the looping itself is a command and, and takes some effort from the computer, which I think is pretty interesting. And so I'm, I'm kind of returning and trying to do those challenges um, but, you know, I am having my will sapped a little bit by that question of, like, you know, why am I, why am I still doing this? And it does feel a bit like an exercise set. Um, but, of course, the game itself is trying to present maybe a slightly weak, but, like, it's trying to pre present a story, right? It has these interludes uh, that are trying to tell you a little bit about the world uh, that, you're, that you're currently working in. That's, you know, the corporate ladder that you're climbing um, has some backstory uh, about a robot world takeover, which I know that we're both totally unconcerned about. Have you found any of that kind of narrative overlay uh, motivating at all? Tuesday, the 23rd of May, at 12.49 p.m. Hello, Pippin. This is David. This is the voicemail message you're getting today. Not a voicemail message, the voicemail message. So I hope you appreciate it, um, and receive it in the same spirit I sent it to you. Now I will get on with it. <laughs> uh, so the story, let's talk about the story. Uh, I don't know that I found it motivating. I appreciate its presence. I don't know what it's saying. It, it reminds me a bit of, since we're talking about AI, it reminds me of the way... Maybe you've seen those videos of, like, those AI videos of, like, Will Smith eating spaghetti. Just in general, uh, the way computers don't understand what goes on inside of humans is very evident. And I pick up a similar sense from HRM, because as far as I can tell so far... Uh, I think I'm about halfway through the game where I'm now officially out of my depth, not even understanding what the prompt is. Uh, it, it's a story that seems to place great importance on coffee, and maybe that's something that uh, is important to coders. I think it's important to a certain type of human. 
who doesn't mind being addicted to caffeine? Uh, no, no judgments here. I, I like to drink coffee. I'm about that life. Uh, but I don't know if I find it motivating. I mean, I appreciate that the effort's there, but ultimately you're still grinding it out on exercise after exercise. Mainly I find it curious that there's uh, sometimes other workers observing what you're doing, and I wonder what's going on there. But HBU, how does it impact your overall morale? You say you're sapped. Tuesday, the 23rd of May, at 4.29 p.m. Hey, David, just got finished playing another session of this game called Human Resource Machine. I've given in to the brute fact that I will not manage to optimize every puzzle, and I do have one puzzle left that I haven't solved, which is uh, one where you calculate prime factors of numbers. I, <laughs> again, you know, I think I see a solution, but I have not time to write it here kind of thing. Um, I'll have a go. It's not impossible. I'll finish, I'll finish all the puzzles. Uh, one of the things that I do think about when I'm working on the efficiency stuff, especially, is the role of compilers in programming. Um, a compiler being a program that takes your program and, and translates it to a lower level of code. So if you write in C code, for example, the compiler is transforming it down uh, towards the worlds of, uh, well, bytecode. I can't even claim to know what that is. Assembly eventually, zeros and ones eventually, right? So that idea that it takes what you wrote and translates it into the ultimate language of the computer. Uh, but one of the things that compilers do is um, try to make your code more efficient. And one of the, you know, as I said in, in my last message, one of the tactics for making a, a faster program in this game is simply to undo the structural properties of what you were working on. And it made me wonder whether, um, whether compilers are doing that under the hood too, probably. And that feeds really into, I guess, one of the primary messages the game seems to want to um, slam home to us, which is the sheer pointlessness <laughs> of everything that we're doing. It's a little bit like those games that are, you know, as, as, we, uh, as we've discussed uh, before, pulling the moral rug out from under your feet by saying, oh, what terrible things you have done. Uh, this is not one of those games. This seems to be, as far as I could uh, glean from the story as it went along, uh, oh, the pointless things you have done, which is a real gut punch from a video game, uh, because that is one of the things that I feel uh, when I stop playing most video games, uh, and it was pretty rough of it to rub it in my face like that uh, through the language of programming. Um, but you said that you had maybe hit a point where you were no longer so able to get the solutions, and I'm wondering if you can characterize, like, what point was that? Like, what idea was it sort of trying to introduce that failed you uh, and that it was no longer possible to kind of get through it? My suspicion is that one of the things the game maybe doesn't try hard enough to explain is iteration and arrays which show up in this ability to to talk about addresses on the floor in a in a more abstracted way by storing the address in a variable and updating that variable to move through all of the different tiles on the floor. So, so simple as I describe it. Uh, is that what got you or was it, uh, was it something else? Wednesday, the 24th of May at 12.11 p.m. Hey, Pepins, David. I only understood about 
half, one tenth maybe of uh, what you just said into my into my ear here. So calling you back, I wanted to share some parting thoughts. Maybe you'll understand nine tenths of what I say. And together we can have a perfect ten. All I can say about Human Resource Machine is it's a game that simultaneously made me feel like a genius and a complete novice. I can sympathize with everything you have to say about games and the sort of, oh, the pointless things you have done, Dr. Seuss of it all. Uh, I feel like there just, along the way, must have been some sort of exponential leap that happened in the difficulty, which ironically is something I think an experienced person can speak to more than the Padawan with my folk art approach to coding. For me, it was the Fibonacci sequence. It was right around there, even though that was an optional one. Um, there was this other puzzle on zero terminated sums where uh, it brought to mind two things I want to note. One is that up until this point, as far as I was able to get, I was able to do all the optimization challenges as I went, often without even really trying. The other is that the exponential leap in difficulty is a trade-off in my head. It's, you know, there's the effort it takes to understand what it's asking, the effort it takes to learn it, and what the feedback is like. And if there's a misfire, I just keep thinking, as I did keep thinking, well, isn't this why we just have calculators? <laughs> But I don't want it to be like some bratty takeaway um, from this. I think it's 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 something more like this is why we have to understand the way a computer speaks or how it quote unquote thinks so that we can talk to it. All right, I'll talk to you. Bye. Wednesday, the 24th of May at 1.57 p.m. Congratulations. You've really become an invaluable instruction follower. Wednesday, the 24th of May, at 1.57 p.m. Hey, David. It's Pippin, your programming buddy from another... something. Um, yeah, I guess we're done with Human Resource Machine, and I really enjoyed it. I... I see that I uh, that I put more than eight hours of time into it over the last weekish. Solved all the puzzles. Um, I'm still drawn to solving uh, the optimization challenges. I'm kind of prodding my way through that. Um, I think some of them might. Well, none of them are too hard, right? But um, some of them might elude me just out of sheer effort. And you know, one of the things I think about at the end here uh, is one of the. The advertising bits on its Steam page, which is control little office workers with simple programming. And that's a good fit with the friendliness of this game and the way that it presents programming as accessible. Uh, but I think that something hidden in there that's less apparent is that simple programming like this, uh, where you have very simple ideas like add, subtract, add one, subtract one, jump, jump of negative. Th those things are simple, but that makes programming harder. <laughs> That's why we don't program in assembly anymore, because there are structures that make programming easier, even if they make it look more complicated. And those curly brackets are there for a reason. Bye, David. End of messages. Thank you for calling. Game thing. 
For more information, please hang up and dial GameThing.life. Goodbye.